Hello, Amanda Smith here. Thank you so much for joining me on a brand new episode of How She Did It. I'm so happy to have you with me. And before you leave after this episode is over, make sure you hit that subscribe button. That way, you can come back and hang out with us each week. So this week's guest is in her first season as a digital content reporter for Grind City Media, where she hosts, reports, and creates content year-round across all digital platforms. I'm so excited for you to get to know more about her and her story. Here is Megan Triplett. Megan Triplett. I'm so, so happy to have you on the show. I can't thank you enough for making time to join me. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you reaching out and um, having me on your podcast. So I'm very honored for it. Stop it. I, was I like, am. I, good. I, cool. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to shoot her an email and you just hope you get a response. And I did. So here we are. <laughs> That's how she did it, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So this has been your first season working with the Grizzlies, born and raised in Memphis. Back in 2012, you interned with the team. What was your initial reaction when you found out you were going to be coming home? Um, I was excited. Like, I, you know, I think I had been gone for almost like seven years. So it was one of those um, kind of, it was, it was a really great timing of my life, like where I was in my life. Um, I think I needed to be around just the familiarity and like my family and also just excited about covering a team that like I grew up, you know, watching and loving. Like I remember, you know, when we didn't have an NBA team and it was a vote and I remember the signs and everybody was like, vote yes, you know, to get a professional, you know, basketball team here. Um, so like, I remember all that, and you know, my first NBA game was a Grizzlies game. So it was just kind of like a very full circle moment, and just very blessed to be able to come back to a city that I didn't think that I was gonna, you know, ever honestly ever like live back in. But um, it's been amazing. During those seven years that you were away, you've worked with LSN, you've worked with ESPN. What are some of the things that you maybe learned that you've now been able to translate over into this new job back in Memphis? Mm. I think uh, the biggest thing that I have learned is just through that time is, like, finding my voice. Um, I've gone through, like, a lot of just, you know, different challenges, and every single, like, you know, job that you just mentioned, I had different positions. Um, Like, I didn't, you know, start out doing anything in front of the camera and honestly didn't think that was going to be – Everything, anything that would ever really happen. Um, so I think each job, I, I learned to find my voice and I learned to push myself. I learned to, you know, get myself in uncomfortable situations and just be a little bit more confident in my voice. Um, every journey, like every year has been, I've gone through something. And But on, like, the other side of that, like, I've come out, like, so much more stronger. When you talk about finding your voice, was there mm-hmm. maybe, like, a moment that you can think of where you were really like, okay, I'm starting to build my confidence? Mm, that's hard. Um, I think, like, kind of like that light bulb went out, like that aha moment that I had was probably when I was in Charlotte and with um, ESPNU and the SEC Network, and I got put on a show that had just launched with, like, Greg McElroy and Mark 
Marcus Spears called Thinking Out Loud. You know, the situation that I had done digital stuff for them, but this was going to be, you know, once a week on a show, and I was going to have a spot on it, you know, every single every single day, I mean, every single week. And then I had a segment, but there was, like, a moment when one time, like, you know, Megan, we're going to have you sit at the desk with the guys and, like, join in on the conversation um, discussing a football topic. And for me, I was like, oh, that's way above my, you know, above my lead. I usually just do, you know, social media segments. Um, and then just, like, how comfortable I just felt, even just, like, obviously, you know, you feel comfortable with a producer in your ear, and Marcus and Greg were great, but just realizing that I can do this. Like, this is something that I know that God has placed in my life for a reason, and I never thought that I would, like, qualify to do anything like that. I was like, I'm, I'm not really qualified. I don't have, like, that experience. Like, people don't want to hear from me, um, and it was just, like, I think that was just the moment. Like, that one uh, show that, that week was just, like, I got this. Like, I can do this. And that's when I think I realized, too, and I think others had to tell me, like, this is something that you need to do full time. At the time, I was I was still I was a, a content associate, still cutting videos, still doing different graphics or video packages. And then that was when I was like, okay, this is, like, God is really tugging on me to, like, really take it, take this, and make it full-time. Was working around sports something that you had always envisioned for yourself? I did. So, truthfully, if I'm, like, being completely honest, and my family knows, yes. <laughs> I did not think, I did not want to go to college. I thought, like, in my in my head, it was just like, ah, you know, I had good grades, and I had, like, my family is really big on academics. And I was like, you know, I don't think college is for me. I thought I wanted to be an actress, and I was going to go off and do theater or something. And um, my senior year, I got a full scholarship. I got a full scholarship to Tennessee State. And uh, my mom just, like, kept pushing me, like, are you really going to, like, turn down, like, a, you know, a full, a, full, a full ride to a school? Like, this is something that I know that you're, you know, you're smart, you're smart enough for this. So I thought – okay, like, I've always been around sports. I played basketball. My mom was a basketball coach. So at the time, it was kind of like if acting wasn't my thing, I always said I was going to be, like, I was going to go to sports medicine. Like, those are the only two options that I had. Like, that was that, that was it. So my first year, I was, you know, going to go to medical school. I was like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do pre-med. I started my pre-med recs. Um, but every year in college, I kind of found, like, something else, like, pulled me somewhere else. I changed my major, like, four times within the first three years. So, and I settled on, like, my uh, my junior year, I got really, really involved with our media relations team, our sports information office, um, just by, I kept volunteering. I kept finding myself trying, just trying to, like, figure out what I really wanted to do. I did business. I did marketing. So I graduated, I still had my pre-med recs, and I got my communications degree, and I stumbled upon, like, the media relations department and just said, hey, so you guys need a volunteer? Like, I'm, I'm kind of good at writing. I don't think medicine's for me. It's just not, like, I'm, I don't feel a tug at it. And that kind of that's kind of what started it. And then I made my major full-time my junior year. And um, because, you know, TSU's, TSU's communications department, it's a little bit smaller than, you know, these, like, big, you know, institutions. Like, so it was it was really good for me to kind of just volunteer to do, hey, me and my friends are going to do a sports radio show. I'm going to write this article about the golf team or the tennis team. 
Um, I got I was a part of the marketing team for Athletic Department, and I was over all the music that that was played in games. Um, sometimes I did we did different video video aspects for our sports news um, shows. Then then we then I had a sports news show with me and my friends. It was just kind of like it just kind of stumbled upon me, but I still never thought that oh you know being an anchor or reporter was going to be something that was going to be full time. I feel like those kind of moments where, like, you look at your time in college and then where you are now, it's like, oh, everything's kind of coming full circle, all of these things that I mm-hmm. did and worked on, and, like, now they're implemented into your everyday job. Yeah, that, that's very true. Like, I think I think just the – I knew in my heart it was always going to be around sports, and I didn't know why I was always around it. Like, why did I, you know – why did I want to just volunteer and take my time, you know, be in the media relations department and, you know, just to write, I was just kind of, I think, I think I was just challenging myself. And obviously I do think like God has a path for you. And, you know, I, I, I took a couple of wrong turns and like, he always kept directing me like, and guiding me to something else. And it was always in the sports field. And it started with my dream of being going, you know, doing sports medicine. And then it kind of flipped into, into this. So I think he took two dreams that I had, whether it be like something in sports, acting, he kind of formulated into, you know, this job and in this field for me. I was on your website and I love this quote that's like right on the top. It says, the only impossible journey is the one you never begin. Mm-hmm. In moments that maybe you felt challenged what has inspired you to keep going? Oh, my faith. Like, my the biggest thing has been my faith because, like, I'm challenged every single day, every job, every, you know, game or something, I'm challenged. Um, one of the biggest things, like, I, it's like, it's it's an insecurity, but the, a huge challenge of mine is that, so I grew, I grew up with a really bad speech impediment. So I had a really bad stutter. And so throughout Everything that I did, even throughout college, like if I could avoid, you know, talking in public speaking situations, I did. I didn't want to be a part of it because if I get really flustered, there's certain syllables that I can't say. And I don't, and people always ask me, like, I can't tell, or like, what happened with that? And I said, that was just prayer. Like, that was a lot of prayer and a lot of faith in God that has, like, guided me to, like, even with that quote that you said, I would have never, be, I would have never begun this journey just because of that. Like I would have never thought that this was going to be something that I was going to be able to do. Um, and just through prayer, like my faith, I don't know, I don't know what God did it. Like I don't know how He did it or <laughs> what He's doing. Sometimes, like I think sometimes you question God, like what are you doing, like right now, or you know, like you know, when when times get really like you know dark or you stumble and you don't know where to go, it's just that's the first thing that I rely on. I have a Bible app on my phone and different scriptures and different prayer and, like, my family. That has really just kind of gotten me through. You know, to kind of build on this, I've kind of just realized Mm -hmm. in certain moments, I am not always maybe supposed to understand why exactly this is happening now. But I also Mm -hmm. am, am a person of faith. And I'm like, okay, I just have to trust that there is some greater plan here and I am not in control. Yeah, that is like that. It, it, it's so it's so true. I think a lot of times we try to 
we try to take, you know, obviously you have to, like, do the work. Like, that's the biggest thing is doing the work, but it's kind of where it's, like, situations that come in your, come, you know, come into your lap or people that you meet, the connections that you make, you don't quite understand it, you know, where it's, like, how did I get here? How did this happen? Like, I'm covering this event that I never thought I was going to be ever covering. Like, and I go back to, you know, this time last year, I would have never thought that, well, I would never thought I was going to be in Memphis. I would have never thought that I was going to be working for an NBA team. And you, like, it's kind of like you blink and you're like, what? Like, what is going on? And um, it's, it's, an, it's an amazing thing to, like, go back and, like, look over your life. Like, I hate talking about myself, but it's a, it is a true – you realize how blessed you are when you do go back and look like, my goodness, um, it's been a journey. <laughs> Reflection is important, as uncomfortable as it can be. It's always, mm-hmm. it's always good to find those little victories. I know you said you played basketball. Before uh-huh. you came back to work with the Grizzlies, you were working in lacrosse? Yes. I was. Uh I was working with Allison, Lacrosse Sports Network, in Boston. Was moving back to covering basketball and the NBA something that you kind of in the back of your mind thought, I would be interested in doing this again, or or like we're talking about, was that just kind of the plan that unfolded? It was always a dream of mine. Like, it was always something that I always wanted to do. Um, Basketball is just really, really – it was something that I grew up around. And the NBA is like a probably like a true passion of mine, just like even just like being a fan and just watching. Um, so uh, I think I always I always wanted it, and I think I always like you know I prayed for it. I prayed for the opportunity um, to get to be back in the NBA. It was always a dream um, because because one like I'm just a huge fan of it as well. And I think you know sometimes we we as a reporter we do our best work because we're also fans. Like we we want you know, the fans out there to know that, like, hey, I'm trying to help you get, get the information that you want to know because I truly also want to know as well. As a fan of the game and now working in this field, is there anyone growing up that you were like, huh, this might be a cool job to do someday? I would say, like, my biggest, obviously, like, door, watching Doris Burke, Burke and always growing up and watching Doris, you know, it was always, in, like, you know, just a very true yes. inspiration is to see a woman out there knowing the game, talking the game, being comfortable, and just shining, you know. that was uh, That's probably someone that I looked at a lot and watched a lot and would love to, you know, work, work beside her. She is, she is the goat of it all. Um, and then also, you know, the TNT guys, like, have me just always, like, dying <laughs> laughing. I love how they... I love it's, it's the way they like put the information out there. It's like you're just sitting in your couch talking to them, and you know, obviously, growing up watching, you know, Shaq and Charles, but seeing them up there and you know, Ernie and Kenny, it's that dynamic. And still, like even like I've you know I've witnessed it. I've you know I've seen them at events and gotten to watch them live. It is it is truly like amazing. And like those moments are like wow. Like I grew up watching these guys. They're they're still they're still you know, killing it and doing a great job. And they're so personable, even, you know, in front of the camera. Um, that those are, like, those are people that I really, truly remember just kind of, like, watching all the time. And the now I'm like, oh, gosh. You guys are the best. <laughs> they, they are. Like, they they truly, truly are. They're absolutely amazing. They're hilarious. They're, they're hilarious. They say the things, like, like you're kind of thinking, 
Yes, that's the perfect way to describe it. (laughs) You're never left unentertained watching them, ever. Yes. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, I have several. I have several like people that I watch even just now. When we talk about like not even just growing up, I would just say like just now that I watch that I've always you know be, been inspired by like, you know Carrie Champion, Maria Taylor. You know even from the aspect of not not just sports but news. I watch a lot of. I actually watch a lot of daytime TV, and I like it. But I think it's a great crossover too sometimes. You know, yeah. Hoda Hoda is like one of my. I just truly think she is genuine in how she covers it, and like how you feel as if she's your friend. Um, so it's, there's a lot of people like I try to I watch, and I just like I'm very inspired by. Just last week on the show, I was talking with Kimberly and Martin. She now works at ESPN about mm-hmm. the importance of representation. And yeah. she said, you know, people oftentimes, they don't realize that representation is everything. What do you think that it tells young girls about what they can do in the future? Being able to turn on the TV and seeing someone that looks like me doing something that I can aspire to be, I think because even, you know, when I was a kid, there wasn't a lot of, rep- you know, representation. So the thought of even dreaming about doing this, didn't come in my mind because, you know, as a lot of black little girls, you know, watch, and even when it and like, it's even, it's even so bigger on the scale of like movies, you know, that this right. is the conversation that we're having right now, whether it's, we're never the lead, you know, and like, even when I wanted to be an actress and like, I thought theater was a thing, it was, I never thought, well, they're not going to make a movie just that, you know, I'm not going to be, be the teen, I'm not going to be the star in a teen romantic, you know, comedy it's always going to be you're going to be the best friend or you're going to be potentially the bully <laughs> or you're going to, you could be the mean girl possibly. Um, and even from the standpoint of like turning on the TV and being able to watch someone talk, talk, you know, talk about NBA or talk about sports and be an anchor on sports center. It's big because you don't realize, you don't realize what you just put out of your brain. Like I just, I would just, I wouldn't even think about dreaming about something. So I was like, well, they're not going to do that. You know, They'll never, like, don't, they'll never look at me that, you know, I don't fit the mold. I don't fit what they're looking for. You know, we're not, it's sad to say it, what we used to think, like, we're not cool. We're not popular right now. And we're coming in a, we're coming in a time where I'm so happy to see more representation. Obviously, we have a long way to go, like, a very, very long way to go. But I'm happy that, you know, the younger generation hopefully will one day be able to turn that TV on and it's not a thought about the color of your skin, but more it's more of the thought of, oh, I need to work hard, my talent, you know, my brain, that's what's going to be important. Instead of saying, I can do that. Like, I know I'm built for it. I know I'm smart enough for this. I know I'm good enough. However, are they going to want, want me because I'm black? Are they going to think that, you know, I can have this role? And I grew up thinking that. And so, like, I didn't, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm grown now, and I love seeing it. But there are a lot of things that I, didn't, I would never dream about doing because there weren't enough of us. I never got a chance to see that. And hopefully there's going to be change with it coming, you know, in the coming years where, you know, my children will be able to dream whatever they want to dream and not think about, you know, the color of your skin, being able to think that that'll stop them. So, rep- so representation is just, it's just big. It's big in the, in the scale of you thinking about what you want to be and, you know, what you dream of being. 
there has to be change because the way that we're living right now, we just can't go on like this, you know, and how we're talking mm-hmm. about representation, it really is just everything how you say, you know, when you're a young girl and you see someone on TV that looks like you, that instills in you like, oh, maybe I could do that. So when yeah. that's not there, of course you're not going to imagine that that's a possibility, you know? And so we mm-hmm. have to keep pushing toward that. Thank you for sharing that story. Oh, no problem. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 tough right now. Like, you know, 2020, I mean, it's been tough for years, but 2020 has been, it's been I think it's been eye-opening for a lot of people. I think we're getting a history lesson that we needed years ago or that we needed in our classrooms. And we're, we're, you know, obviously able to take the time to sit at home and really, really hunker down and, like, do some studying and do some deep diving and what's what's really, really wrong. And hopefully people are putting a magnifying glasses up to their companies, their organizations, their schools, their friend groups, and realizing, like, hey, this is not, this is just not okay. This is, that's the best way, this is not okay. Welcome back inside How She Did It. Amanda Smith here with Megan Triplett. She has not left us yet. And we are playing around <laughs> of Grizzly or Grizzly. So I've got just some fun facts I found about Grizzlies players, or did I? I'm not sure, because you'll have to tell me <laughs> if it oh gosh, is, I'm in fact, a brain. grizzly or a grizzly. We all do. Oh, let's, <laughs> let's do it. This is a hot seat. I feel like I'm awful at games. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> okay, so first up, and I can tell you who the player is if you want. Okay. You want the player? Might as well. Let's do it. Okay. I haven't, it. I haven't seen him in a while. I do. You're like, yeah, I know those guys. Okay. Current Grizz player, Jaron Jackson Jr., played his first ever NBA regular season game versus the Pacers, which is just approximately 30 minutes from his hometown. 30 minutes. Hmm. So, like, that's why you're going to trick me on that because – I don't know my geography, but um, he went to school in the area. So I'm going to go with is a Grizz 30 minutes? You're trying to trick me. I feel like you're trying to trick me. I'm not. Okay, I'm not. Oh, Oh, you're not one of those people who's like, it's actually 49 miles. No, I'm not like, no, it was actually an hour. You're wrong. I got you. Yeah, okay. Well, then I'm going to go Grizzlies. He went to, yes, I'm going to Grizzlies. Yes, yes, that is a Grizzly. (laughs) See, that's like, it it, it feels like this is like, um, what is it? He wants to be a millionaire. And like, when you get to the higher questions, it's like one little word. It's like, actually, you know. You're like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I was yeah. 15 minutes off. <laughs> no, I ain't that kind of person. See, you're doing good. Here you are thinking you've got quarantine brain. It ain't even, it ain't even real. <laughs> I was real. It is definitely real. As my parents, <laughs> it's real. <laughs> okay. Justin okay. Winslow has said if he wasn't playing basketball, he would pursue a film career. Oh, I know he likes to rap. I like, oh, he likes music, and I feel as if that's it. I feel like that's true because I just Justice is. We just interviewed him, and he is quite a character. So I'm gonna go Grizzlies. <laughs> yes, that's our Grizzly. Oh. <laughs> you oh, have good. nothing to be worried about. Come on. 
oh, you know, I thought they were going to be hard. I thought, I mean, they, they were hard. They were hard. I just know. Well, what are you trying to say about my game? <laughs> no, this, this, was, this, was still, this was still equally hard, but it was, a, it was a great, you know, practice run. So for, you know, that potential NBA season coming back, you never know. I'm going to have to take these questions for a game with the players. <laughs> I'm honored. Come back and listen to this episode. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have some awesome fan questions for you. Wow. So okay. our, I thought these, no. most of these fans are my friends. <laughs> yeah, but, like, hello, we stand good friends. <laughs> it's true. Good friendship is, is – that's that's hard to find nowadays. So that's true. Oh, completely. I literally always say, like, the people that you surround yourself with, as I've gotten older once again, I'm like, this is the most important thing, period. Mm-hmm. So first up, we've got Mary C. Mullen. Is that one of your girls? Mm. That is one of my girls. <laughs> so we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but she says, how has your faith helped you in your career? Mm. Well, yeah, we kind of did. And the biggest thing is I wouldn't have a career without it. <laughs> like I wouldn't have, I would have ran away from a lot of different challenges or I wouldn't have pushed myself without it. Like it's literally given me the strength to just keep pushing and keep fighting and, um, I never felt I never felt alone. I think a lot of times, like with this career, you can kind of feel alone at times. And just my faith made me just never feel that, and just kind of a thought of you know that's what I, that's what I go to for everything. For the good stuff, I thank them. For the bad stuff, I thank them. You know, for the good stuff, I pray for it. The bad stuff, I still pray. It's a it's a constant thing, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have a career without it. I don't know what I I am scared to think of what I would be doing. If it wasn't if it wasn't for my faith, like oof, let's not even. I don't want to daydream about that. All right, next up, we've got Maurice Camille. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Thanks for submitting your question. And she says, "Who is someone that has made you fangirl?" Ooh, who? Okay, I that I've met or that I would just love to like meet or someone that I have met and I fangirled over. You could give us like both. Okay. Two people that I am like, I mean, actually three people I'm saying, I'm always will be a fangirl over. Um, Beyonce, like, duh. Like I'm going to have to explain that. Like she is, (laughs) I do feel as if like we could be friends one day. I think we are friends in my head, like, you know, but that's just the daydream that I have. I do think our personalities would match very well where I can babysit her kids and like we would share clothes. But that is Beyonce, Oprah, because Oprah is, you know, once again, duh. Right. It's just it's it's hard to even like put into words. You know, I should I should have mentioned her like even with representation. If it wasn't for Oprah, like Oprah has been has been the one that we kind of I think for me I've gone to a lot. Like as a kid at four o'clock every day after school, my mom would watch Oprah. We would watch Oprah. And that's honestly because that was the only thing that, like, that was the only black woman that we could really see on TV on that level and do it so, like, well and effortlessly well. And Michelle Obama, because, duh. I mean, I don't know. She just glows. She has this aura. She's just, she's absolutely amazing. Watching her, you know, Netflix, you know, documentary, Becoming, that was I don't even like. I don't like, for these three people. I don't have the words. So like that's that can tell you that I like fangirl over, and I could not imagine meeting them. I don't know what I would do meeting them. I hope I find the words by the time I do. But those are <laughs> those are my three fangirl people that I yeah. Those and then I guess I said the best. 
we I mean honestly they if they could all three be my friends you know they could be th- the three bridesmaids in my future wedding that would be absolutely that would be dope um and I, and I know I said like fangirling that I've met I'm just gonna I'm just doing females because the you know that's yeah <laughs> that's what matters um well, I'll say I'll say someone that I have met that I was absolutely just like start like just awestruck of someone I looked I like always loved and looked up to is Michael Jordan. Um, I think all I said was high. I couldn't think of anything else, but just oh my high. gosh, uh, that was it. Um, back then, because I grew up, I grew up a huge Michael Jordan fan, like a huge Michael Jordan fan, and even now after watching the last dance, you know, it just reminded me like it of why he is my goat. I think your goat can be different people, but that's my goat of basketball. Um, but for another one that I've met just recently, I can only go off of like recently, um, some people that I've met is I met Gabrielle Union an all-star and oh I didn't think I was gonna, like, I thought like I, I got this, like, you know, and then it turned out and I was just like, I don't even know what I said, but <laughs> just because she has been someone that has like trailblazed the way for a lot of the shows and movies that I you know grew up watching and just, um, like her book and how she portrays herself, how she gives back, and especially to like black women, she does her Woman Crush Wednesday. Um, yeah, that was just recently fangirled over her. I love her. I love their whole family. Duh, literally to all your answers. I can't imagine like <laughs> someone and me and you just not, like you said. Like, what other words do you have besides like well, death? Of course. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like, you don't, there's certain people who don't need an explanation of why you would fan call. There's, there's, there's... <laughs> My best hopes to you for your future bridesmaids, Beyonce Oprah and Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I have sisters, but, you know, they'll be up there too. But, you know, if they're, if, you know, if they're up there, goodness, I'm going to have to take a couple of my sisters off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're almost done. Seth Mars, I love this question, says, what advice would you give to your past self trying to pursue this career path? Hmm. I would take all those doubts and the, the insecurity thoughts that I had um, and just like, I would literally say, just hush them, silence them, and just be patient. Like, it's coming. I think a lot of times I did try to rush things. I did try to, like, you know, get in the driver's seat sometimes. And if I could have just told myself, to like, just be patient, be still. Like, God's got it. He's working on it. You know, um, don't let anyone else's, you know, their thought of what your journey should look like deter you and you know because a lot of people say you have to do this you have to do this like that's the right way of becoming this and like my plight my my path was so not structured you know started out in PR did with a PA you know and got into this now with the Grizzlies I was there you know digital reporter it just be still like be quiet (laughs) be still you're going to be just fine I usually like to end my podcast with asking whoever my guest is this question, you're my guest this week. So, you know, to me, this show that I do is about, like I was telling you, celebrating and empowering women. What is something that you're proud of yourself for? What what am I proud of myself for? Because that's really hard just to, like, um, 
shine that spotlight on yourself, I guess, or like, you know, give yourself a pat on the back. It's hard for me to always give myself a pat on the back. Um, but I guess I, what I really do try is to be very genuine um, with whoever I meet. And um, as you guys, I mean, as I told you already, like my faith is so big. So I'm proud that I've held on to my faith in this process. And I'm proud that I just always remember that I'm God's child. And I hope that when people meet me, they see Christ first and not anything else. Um, I think, and I think I've done that. Um, I, I mean, I, I've slipped up and like let things get to me, but I hope anyone that I've met or anyone that I've come along the way that you see Christ first. Um, and I think that's what I'm the most proud of. It's not like career stuff. It's not, you know, accomplishments is that I'm living, I'm living out, you know, God's plan for me, but I'm also God's child and I'm only here for a purpose and that's to do his work. And so I hope I'm proud of myself for continuing that and still pushing myself to continue to be better and be more Christ-like. You are amazing. Duh. (laughs) Duh. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. It has been literally such a pleasure to get to talk to you and and know a little bit more of your story. I I really can't thank you enough. Well, thank you for having me. Now, you know, eventually someone's going to have to come on here and um, do an interview of you, and you're going to have to tell your story of, you know, how you get it. I'm just saying, like, a lot of times, like, you're putting people up here to talk about themselves, and I think a lot of times we forget that the person's also doing the interview. You've gone, you've gone through a lot, and you're also pushing yourself. So, you know, if you need me to come on here, and I'll just special guest host, and we'll go into your journey, you let me know when you're ready. That. But I feel like it's coming soon, so, you, you know, know, I, I do think say, that. I was going to say, if it ever happens, I'm calling you. And you'll it needs to happen soon. Needs, I trust you. <laughs> good. It needs to happen sooner rather than later. I think sometimes we, and I'm, I'm at fault, but we think sometimes that, like, oh, we're not on that level to tell our story. Just our story is still continuing. Our journey is still continuing. But, no, some people need to hear, you know, each level because how you got to this point, how you, you know, how you've gotten to be able to have a show, you know, a podcast every single week, you've been able to continue it during quarantine. That's a story. So when you're ready, just let me hit me up. You got both my numbers now, so. <laughs> I will call you because you're the one that put this into my head now. You're the one that I'm going to trust to do it. <laughs> okay, and I'll put you in the hot seat, so I'm ready. <laughs> ah, you're like, yes, I'm going to get you back for making me stay in the hot seat and for all these questions. <laughs> no, this is great. Though. I had a lot of fun, so I appreciate you reaching out. And um, I, I am honored for you to think that, like, my story is worthy of your podcast. It has been so fun to get to talk to you. Your story matters. Your story is important. And I am honored and it is a great privilege to have you come on this podcast and share a part of that so willingly. So like I said, I can't thank you enough and, and I wish all the best for you. And we're going to do this again, but reverse roles very soon. <laughs> yes, I'll be back. So I'll see, you know, for all you fans out there, I will be back. Um, this is not goodbye, but just see you later. <laughs> I love that. It's not goodbye. See you later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm saying that to all y'all listening. So for Megan Triplett, I'm Amanda Smith. We'll catch you next time on How She Did It. And you'll catch Megan next time on How She Did It with <laughs> guest Amanda. So confusing. <laughs> we'll see you later.